0: of the week once again for them boys from 607 podcast to bring you this week's 607 podcast presents the wrestling show and we are live on TV slash 607 podcast if you're listening to us in podcast form you're listening to us on three fat nerds network of podcasting or or for this first time in a long time you're listening to us over on the ODPH Society, that's right, the Yocho Duro Parley, our podcast. Yes, yes. As we are taking the place of the normal sports show, but uh, we'll get to that all in one second. Mm-hmm. As we are coming from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games, I'm your host and one of the hosts here at 607 Podcast. I'm also the host of the 3 Fan Nerds Podcast. My name is Rich. Joining me today, as he does each and every week, in the co-pilot's chair, but you probably better know him as the host of the Oak Show Duro Parlay Hour podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M.
1: Six O Seven Podcast Fam. What's happening?
0: What's going on? What's good? That's right. We're we're doing a, a joint a, a joint stream.
1: Yes, yes, we indeed. Are,
0: we are crossing the wires.
1: Yes, we do because this has been a very crazy week for the Six O Seven Podcast Fam. Scheduling outside of the podcast realm has been uh, difficult, will just yeah. say the least. So we said, you know, instead of just us talking wrestling, why not share the greatness that is 607TWS with everybody? So definitely make sure you're following, make sure you're subbing everything and all that because we got a lot of content to get into.
0: That's right. Of course, it's always been nice. It's nice. So I and mean, once again, to the uh, people over there at the ODPH Society, don't worry, your champion is is here. <laughs> That's right. I am the reigning, undisputed, defending Locks and Leech champion. Yes, I am the motherfucking Nick Gage of the ODPH. I should be the president. Well, that's my job. So I mean, well, you're the host. Oh, the host. Yeah, that's true.
1: We can figure that out because I, d- lo- I did. The, I did
0: the. I did. I did the unthinkable. I dethroned the two-time champion. That is true. I. I was pretty much like the hired gun. I was like the <laughs> Brock Lesnar. For getting the locks and leaps title off of, of one Padawan J, you know when we do
1: the invitation show, you're gonna to have to swing down. We might have to get the lessener theme. Just I think we might have to do for you the to come theme. out to.
0: Just just to st- when I start up, you know when I come on, you should also have the uh, the, the J to kiss the champ is here. Oh, we'll, we'll have to get something prepared by then. <laughs> oh, we'll work it out. I can help work out the logistics. Oh, yeah. I you know I know how to do that stuff. But anyways. With that being said, that's enough of us having uh, fun. Well, actually, that's a lie. We're going to have fun this whole fucking time. But but that's enough of us having fun in the open because we got to get down to business so we can get down to talking about the pro wrestling business. But first... If you're listening on the ODPH network, you don't need to know this information. But if you're listening on Three Fat Nerds or if you're listening on Twitch, you might need to know it. So Ken M, tell them how to find the ODPH. Simple. You want to talk anything ODPH, and I hope you do,
1: swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on all our social media links. Check out Parlay Points, new blogs coming out, and definitely swing by the Tea Public Store because we got a sale going on and it's gonna be definitely worth the while to support the show. All that and so much more odphpodcast.com.
0: I want to say before I even plug my own stuff here with my own, uh, little graphic. I was very appreciative of the 10 hours of podcasting you did for, uh, uh, Comic-Con. Thank you. Comic-Con. Thank you, sir. It wasn't really 10 hours, but it was really good. I, I appreciate it. I listened to it today while I was at work. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate that. But, if you are not, if you're watching on Twitch or you're listening on the ODPH and you want to learn more about the Three Fat Nerds, you can find us anywhere you get great podcasts by searching Three Fat Nerds. Uh, you hear about us on the air all the time. Come check us out. Uh, the flagship show is, is a lot of fun, and that just dropped today as well. Uh, got a lot of things going on here in the beginning of the week. is the back end of the week. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, 8122productions.com is the place to find us. Of course, if you search Search Three Fat Nerds Pod on any social media platform. Uh, whether you have to throw an at in front of it or not, you can find us on any social media platform because that's where we live. And then, of course, uh, you know, Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content, plus, you help. Spur You outpay for all these things, like the show and the streaming and the trip to NYC for New York Comic Con. Yes, and indeed. And etc. etc. So you do help out a lot, and it doesn't seem like a dollar is a lot, but trust me, it is a lot. And we appreciate every dollar of it. And we give you the most bang for your buck that we can give. And that was a clever pun.
1: It, it definitely is, and it's definitely telling the truth because there is a lot of Patreons out there you can sign up for but nobody delivers more on it than the 8122 Productions fam because you get the early editions of Horizon 607 and 3FN, which trust me, if you're not listening to those, you are truly missing out on some, dare I say, content gold, oh, if I, if I can use it. It's very tasty. Yes, but then you're also in front of the two hottest shows behind the paywall. Well, one is kind of like the mild flavor, and that's, I love movies, where you yeah, talk we'll about see. all different types of movies, and you know we get into that, but then there's the hottest show behind a paywall and that's Love is Scary which stars the one and only Dr. Derek and Spooky Mike.
0: Spooky Mike has made his return. <clears throat> so yes, there, there, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Check it out. Help support us. Of course, you can drop that subscribe here on twitch.tv if you're around here and if you would like to re- leave a tip, you can do that at streamlabs.com slash 607 podcast. Uh, you can do that even if you're listening on the uh uh, the podcast firm if you want mm-hmm. so streamlabs.com podcast I should probably put that in our liner notes, just in case somebody ever does want to, because you know got a lot of content stuff coming up, and we are always happy to be funded by donors just like you Absolutely, uh, It's like, it's like PBS. you know that's why you don't get the annoying bullshit commercials in our show because you know we don't have to sell them. with that being said though, let's get in into the meat and potatoes. let's get in to talking about some pro wrestling, shall we and kind of M. I forgot my watch at home. Maybe you can let me know. If it's... Uh... It's time! It is time, and it is time, and we are going to open up. We're gonna, Well, I might as well tell you how we're going to do the show, you know, uh, in the beginning part here. So the, we're going to open with talking about money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about WWE news with that because, you know, obviously, since we're coming to you on Tuesday instead of Thursday, we don't have uh, a ton of like we haven't covered every show, but we can talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Yes. And the aftermath of Money in the Bank. And, of course, next week when we're back on maybe the regular day and time, I don't remember what the movie schedule is looking like. Yes, we'll be back regular time next week. And then
1: the following week, we're back.
0: Right. So that, that's part of the analysis. We'll, we'll save for later, but because uh, uh, we're going to be figuring some things out. But with that being said. Uh, after that we're going to go to break when we come back we're going to talk about Slammiversary and then we're going to talk about news from around the world of professional wrestling and then in the main event we're going to talk about the weekend coming up for GCW Homecoming give you all the events, give you all the rundowns, give you where you can find them and of course talk about the fact that I'm taking the trip there Mm -hmm. and then of course we're going to end with some final thoughts Uh, I have a a little final thoughts that I would like to work on and I'm sure you would love to jump on so that's what we're going to do this show so that way you guys know where we're at at all times, It's fair enough? Fair. Are you ready to talk about Money in the Bank? Let's do it. All right, so Money in the Bank went down this past Sunday, of course, in live. Not at the Thunderdome. Nope. Get that shit out of here. No. We're in Fort Worth, Texas, baby, at the Dickies Arena. Hot crowd. By the way, how awesome is it that Dickies sponsors this arena? It's fantastic. I love uh, it. I, 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 it's, I love it, it. it. Which one do you prefer more, the Dickies Arena or uh, what was the, the one, the Ice Cream King or something arena or there's someone like that? I got to go with Dickies. Hmm? There's a Krispy Kreme Center. I do yeah, believe. Chris, that yeah, but there's There's, there's a bunch. There's a bunch of them. I love the names of some of these arenas, and I can't wait to read more of them. Uh, that's that's you know my failed bit at making fun of arena names. Hmm. I guess they can't all be the Visions Federal Credit Union. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> v- Ventures Memorial Arena. But with that being said, here we go. Uh, we had one pre-show match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Your champions, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, defending against the Usos. Hopefully, hopefully uh, justice was prevailed. But we knew we were in trouble when the Stargate got open, Ken M.
1: Jesus, Mary and Joseph, OK, what the hell were they thinking with this intro? Because it made no damn sense. I mean, you, we, uh, it, w- it was supposed to be Loki. Uh, <laughs> it failed miserably. I'm going to just say that right now, because we have the big new Titan video screen that you've seen on SmackDown, and I think it looks fantastic, too, by the way. And they have the intro where it appears that Dominic and Ray are in the Stargate. And they're in suits, and then they walk through, and then suddenly they're about halfway down the ramp. It was just a messy open. It was weird. Yeah, I just was like, okay, I'm watching Stargate. I don't need to watch this. It was it
0: that night or Friday night when they were wearing the Jason masks? I think it was. I think it was for the pay per view. It was for the pay per view. Yeah, they which came made out. no sense with the Stargate. Yeah, there was nothing that made sense about that intro. So they had J- they had like these Jason lucha masks on over well Ray over his mask and Dominic doesn't wear a mask masks were cool but they just didn't make sense. they were super cool but they didn't make sense with the Stargate open yeah that was just weird anyways but the match itself was decent I enjoyed this match it was a good pre-show match Mm -hmm. it got 11 minutes and 25 seconds and at the end of the day you have new WWE Smackdown tag team champions the Usos and even weirder than that Jimmy Uso gets the pin yeah so uh, uh, I'm gonna repeat what I said that night. I hope they had a driver. Yeah, that was a
1: shock to see him get the pin. I had no problem with the Usos getting the win because they've been setting up for the Roman Reigns faction to get all the belts. So we knew it was just a matter of time. But that
0: was very sh- surprising that Jimmy got the pin. Yeah, especially you know, it's surprising he still has a job. But hey, hey, it hey, hey. must be nice to be uh, cousins with the. Big dog, But uh, anyways, going, going back to it, I, I do hope that all of our friends in the fourth were, were Fort Worth, Texas area, were safe and sound on the roadways when they let Jimmy Uso out. Yeah. All right, let's go into the main card, shall we, Ken M? Yeah, let's do it. We opened up hot with a Money in the Bank ladder match. And not just anyone, it was the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match taking place. Uh, we had Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Ash, Naomi, Natalia, Tamina, and Zelina Vega rounding out the competition by the way this match got 15 minutes and 45 seconds and it was a decent match but let's talk about the ending yes this ending i popped so hard for not because nikki ash won there you go there's the winner nikki mm-hmm. ash was is your missus money in the bank but because this is the first time in the history of a ladder match that it ended logically yes well this well six of the women were fighting each other Nikki Ash climbed in between them And just took the briefcase Just took the It just climbed up Took the briefcase That's the end of the match It was brilliant That finish Was fucking brilliant As you pointed out And epic Yeah How did you feel about the finish? How did you feel about the match?
1: Match itself was okay um, I thought Everybody was kind of clicking it For the most part Liv Morgan looked to have gotten hurt Early in the match So I think that kind of hurt her a little bit But she did power through it So I give her a lot of credit mm-hmm. for that uh, Alexa Bliss I have no idea what the hell was going on there she, I know she was selling the gimmick, and she's she's she, all in about she it. She
0: did, she did try to Jedi mind trick the belt down. Yes, and she also possessed Zelina Vega at one
1: point. Yeah. So let's get weird, folks. And everybody else was kind of there. Tamina, I thought was a little off on her timing uh, during the match. So mm-hmm. there was just kind of like the the good and the bad about it. But overall, it was a gr- I th- I thought it was a great match. And Nikki Ash doing the logical thing. Pretty awesome. Smart. It was smart. It was brilliant. I had no issue with it. I was excited about it.
0: And it was shocking because nobody saw her as the oh, person who going
1: to win. Nice I had Liv Morgan all day, if not
0: Becky Lynch coming in. Yeah, I, I had Zelina Vega. Yeah. So. Uh, so next up was the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Your champions, AJ Styles and Almas defending against the Viking Raiders. This match got 12 minutes and 55 seconds, Ken. Yeah, Omos,
1: I'm telling you what, they're setting him up perfectly now. They're taking their time. He's going to be the big monster for years to come for him. I love this match. Uh, the fastball special that I'm now crowning the move that AJ it almost do- does is pretty awesome. I don't think uh, AJ has been spun around like that in a very very long time, but yeah. they're but they're nailing it, and it looks like such a freaking cool move. Viking Raiders look strong in it too. So it yep. was it was a great match. I mean, there's a good second match on the
0: card, so I, I have no problems with Did it. Your match, and still of course Amos. AJ Styles, so your chat champs. I like it. He's sitting on the learning tree of AJ Styles. The big man is. Big man is getting better every time I see him too. Yeah. I gotta throw that out there. There's. I know there's people who are not a fan of him. I. I did hear uh, our good friend Lou from Pine of Comics. He called him uh, what, what? He uh Cal, Cal, Cal Cali almost yeah. The great Calamus. So bas- basically like the great Kali. I don't. I don't agree with that, Lou. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think he is uh, Kali at all. I think he's very talented. Yeah. And he gets better every week. So uh, next up. We had the WWE Championship on the line. Would Kofi Mania run wild? Could he dethrone the <laughs> almighty Bobby Lashley? This match got seven minutes and 35 seconds, and it was a one-way beatdown. I want to say it was, it was not a squash. There was some offense by Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. But while well, the internet bitched, while well, everybody else bitched, Bobby Lashley, by the way, still your champion, obviously. While well, everybody bitched, then I can't believe they did this. They did it to Kofi again. They didn't realize that Kofi did the greatest job of the night. Yes. Kofi, first of all, his selling, amazing. The fact that he can get people to feel bad for him, amazing. He did a a very good job there. But here's the key. When Bobby Lashley walked through that curtain, there was about eh, 60% of the audience that popped for him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's a problem when you have a heel champion, is it not? Yes, it is. How many of that percentage of that crowd was popping for him after the 7 minutes and 35 seconds?
1: Not too many, I'd say 20
0: Yeah, he he is he he we, Everything that needed to happen He looks like the dominant destroyer he should be And He's a full on fucking heel I loved it, I thought it was great Once again, I understand the business end of this mm-hmm. I can understand how fans are a little upset about Kofi Maybe you're one of them, we'll find out in a second But uh, I thought he did a tremendous job He did the job he needed to do uh, Got him over as the destroyer and as a heel Good, good on Kofi Kingston Did a great job
1: I had no issue with this because I told you in the pre-show and I told everybody before the match, I said this wasn't even a contest. They need to build up Lashley like he is really the destroyer. That this is what they've been trying to do because obviously coming out of the Hurt Business phase, which was amazing and Mm -hmm. cut way too short, we now have to transition Lashley into the untouchable champion. Mm -hmm. A la Roman Reigns to a degree, a la Brock Lesnar, just the dominant force. And for Kofi, it's always a great story because everybody remembers Kofi Mania 1 with lightning strike twice. This was a way better match than Kofi losing to Brock Lesnar mm. on the original oh, SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So I want to stress that point. But you knew this was going to happen. And kudos to Kofi. He sold this. This was perfect storytelling, in my opinion. And Lashley now looks like that untouchable champion. That the one thing with all the party in and everything they've been building up for, he now flipped that switch. Like we talk about Kamara Usman. Go into the cage, you know. He's dancing when he's coming down, and all of a sudden he gets in the cage, and it's like the switch is flipped. It was like that kind of vibe with Lashley, so I loved it, and obviously it will help for where we're going with him next. So, no issues with it at all.
0: By the way, just a little podcast is in the chat. Hey, 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 what's up, guys? What's Uh, going on, man?
1: Fantastic podcast too, by the way, too. There you go. Definitely go follow.
0: Let them know. Uh, Well, let's move on to the next match, which was for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Your champion Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair yet again. Yeah. Yeah, this one,
1: you know, we try getting excited about four, but when you're facing everybody the same old time, it just not really doing it. This match, though, I will say, I thought was
0: okay. It was good. It, this match was really good from start to finish, including the finish. Yes. I want to say I didn't like who won. Okay, I want to get that out of the way because the winner after 16 minutes and 50 seconds in new WWE Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. I didn't like who won but there was a reason behind it. We'll get to that mm-hmm. after this event and on top of that but I can't complain about the way it happened. It was a great finish. It was a great match the it was, best one they've had
1: Yeah, I'll give you that. It was a lot of great storytelling. However, I didn't like the ending not because Charlotte won but she really wasn't working over the leg, per se, the entire match.
0: Yeah, but right before she did those three big She gicks. did the
1: big stops. yeah. And then all of a sudden she puts on the figure eight, and Rhea just doesn't even try fighting out of it. I, I didn't like that aspect. I know I'm being super critical of it.
0: Well, you're, you, you, you have the right to be critical. She should have tried to get out.
1: Yeah, it just was like, okay, your championship belt is on the line. You're not fighting to defend it, and you're just kind of basically lying there just killing time until you, you tap out. I didn't like that part of the match. Okay. I did like the match, though, and you knew it was just a matter of time until Charlotte got the belt.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. But, once again, I was real disappointed that she won. I thought the match was great when we did the live stream right here on 607 Podcast on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But, if we were to wait 24 hours, see, sometimes you just gotta wait let some marinate. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But first, we got a couple more matches left on the card, and of course, they did the smart thing. Now, some people would have thought, oh, you put the other Money in the Bank match as the main event. Or why wouldn't you put the title fight at the main event? Because you never know. That could give you a little clue of what might happen. Mm-hmm. And they did the smart thing, and they put the Money in the Bank match before the main event. So in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, we had Drew McIntyre, John Morrison, Big E, Kevin Owens, King Nakamura, Ricochet, Riddle, and Seth freaking Rollins, the drip god. By the way, so that means we had Johnny Dripchip. And the drip got in the same match, and they did face off, and the, they did team up a little bit too. So
1: the drip variant, the
0: drips, the drip variants. Seventeen minutes and forty seconds, the main event got, and boy, was it a train wreck in a good way. Yes, holy shit, the men came, and uh, Kevin Owens, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Owens <laughs> stunned everybody except for Ricochet, which he delivered the uh, old school at this point in juncture pop up power bomb to. Yeah, but then uh, he made met his untimely demise through a ladder. <laughs> This was
1: just all types Woo. of brutal, and I was here for it. And, you know, the real MVP of this match was Ricochet. Oh, Ricochet did amazing. Because everybody kind of forgot how good he was, and now
0: he finally got put into a primetime match. But I got second that. John Morrison did great in this match, too. Morrison did Both too. of the guys that you had thought were going to be the outside guys to win yeah. both came out of this match looking damn
1: good. Yes. and But it's more beneficial to Ricochet but yeah, because I think Ricochet was better. Cause, yeah, because he does not get pushed as much as Jim Morrison. But fantastic match overall though had no issues with it everybody looked great and then the winner oh
0: yo it happened Big E is your Mr. Money in the Bank now the reason why this was smart of course is now Big E is on Smackdown even though if even if he was on Raw it doesn't matter because you Mm -hmm. get a shot at whatever champion but he is on Smackdown and the main event is the Smackdown main event for the WWE Universal Championship your champion my champion The head of the table, the tribal chief, the man that everybody out there should acknowledge. The big dog, Roman Reigns, Mm -hmm. defending the universal championship against a rated R superstar and Hall of Famer, Edge. Yes. And this match, by the way, 33 minutes and 10 seconds. Remember when I said on the show last week that Roman doesn't wrestle in matches anymore that aren't at least 20 20 to 25 minutes long? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like it. You know why? This match was a classic good wrestling match. Let me repeat that for anybody in the back. It was a classic good wrestling match. It told a story. The guys worked their asses off. They actually wrestled, mm-hmm. which is a shocker in 2021 sometimes. Yeah. And then when it came to the third act of the match, they picked it up. But every other match on this card was pretty much a fast paced match. So them slowing it down was perfect.
1: Yeah, you noticed that in Charlotte Ripley. They slowed they it slowed down. They slowed it
0: down a little bit too. too yeah.
1: Two great, and they were good wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. And that's a key thing too, because especially with Edge and Roman, you have two. Main eventers that know how to work the crowd and tell the story. And this was a clinic of doing a classic wrestling match. They didn't have to do any crazy spots. What do
0: you mean? They, they didn't do 50 false finishes?
1: I know. I was almost taken aback like, wait, what year is this? Because this was just such a textbook story
0: being told. I think Young Padawan Jay counted three false finishes in the entire match. Yes. By the way, when, when people say that you use them for suspense... This was a perfect example of less is more. Mm -hmm. I think the suspense was still there in this match. Uh, There was a lot of action, lots of spears. They traded spears at one point. Yep. I mean, either man could have won this match. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody was banking on anyone. But, of course, Seth Rollins, who was mad because somebody shit in his Cheerios because he lost the Money in the Bank ladder match, Mm -hmm. he uh, came out and had some interference. But this is where I get disagree. This is the part of the match I did not like. It was the ending. Yeah. Because Seth Rollins interferes in the match. Causes the distraction to Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is down. Mm -hmm. The big dog goes for the spear. He's in the corner, goes for the spear. And out of nowhere, Edge hits him with a spear. Yeah. And he covers him and gets a two count. Fast forward 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins, who ran to the back after interfering, runs back to the ring to interfere again. So finally, Roman can hit him with the spear. Yeah. This I don't understand why we had to have two interferences instead of just one.
1: Yeah, but this is also something I've seen with Roman matches that they've kind of teetered a little bit with, with like the extra bounce back from interference. I mean, this was not fully Kenny Omega, Pac, Orange Cassidy, but it was something that I thought did take away from the match a little bit. I agree. Because once you have that interference, it should be done not to sit there and just hit, like, hit one more special and then end of the match. It just... It threw the story off a little bit, but nothing to take away from the overall grade.
0: I agree. I agree. Well, that would have been it. The big dog standing in the ring with the belt. Mm-hmm. He's still your universal champion. But then Roman wants the mic. Of course, you give Roman the mic. Of by course. the way, this ends the rumor that the Peacock has a strict 11 o'clock because by the time this actually happens, it's like 1120 at night. Sons of bitches. I got more bones to pick with a peacock. We're going to save it for after. not gonna put it in the thing. We're going to save it for the end. But the big dog gets the mic. And he says, you all will now acknowledge me. Basically making the statement. There's nobody left. Again. Mm -hmm. I'm the man. He drops the mic. And his music hits. And he goes in the back. No, 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 no. Music hits. But it's the familiar... Music of one John Cena. John Cena returns at the end of Money in the Bank. He runs to the ring. By the way, I noted his Kelly Green in, in yellow shirt that says earn respect. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder what he's his message is for his return. He gets in the ring. He throws the hat off. He does all the John Cena things. He looks at Roman Reigns and he just gives them the you can't see me yep and then he turns his back. by the way, he was very comfortable turning his back multiple times when Roman reigns, which shows something shows he a doesn't respect him, and also he's not afraid of him. it's a it's a subtle thing that somebody does. Roman had the worried look. like the guy he didn't want to come back came back. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, when Dad leaves the house and you break into the liquor cabinet, then people realize it's not your liquor. It's your dad's liquor. yep, because Dad came home and caught you. his hand in the cookie jar. But so good. How were you feeling about it?
1: I loved it. I called this. I had a feeling we were going to see Cena making an appearance. Like, either it was going to be a video screen or something. And, man, if the WWE Universe didn't miss him enough, the pop he got, I I tell you what, I mean, it's up there in the top five pops of all time, I would imagine. Because that crowd was definitely loving seeing him back. Phenomenal. Yeah. And he was playing off of two. Definitely interacting, and it's good to see John back,
0: too. Ironically enough, I just used the word phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Did you see ESPN's alert? Yeah. Phenomenal one returns? I'm like,
1: not quite. If I was AJ Styles, I would have ran with that on Monday night.
0: (laughs) He should have. Yeah. Of course, uh, let's let's kick over because we were talking about WWE news. We might as well kick over. Uh, John Cena opened Monday Night Raw. Even though he came out for the main event for SmackDown, you're going to get that pop. Let's bring out John Cena, and he got the massive pop. Uh, How'd you feel about the promo he cut on Monday Night Raw?
1: Loved it. Because, obviously, with him back, it's the first Raw in front of fans since COVID. They definitely wanted to pull out a lot of stops for this. They wanted to have a lot of pomp and circumstance. So, it made a lot of sense for him to come out. Loved the promo. Uh, Wasted
0: no time explaining why he's back. Yeah, he's brought his A game in the promo. Yes, he did. Roman Reigns, man, thankfully you have the best promo guy in the world and uh, Paul Heyman in your corner. Because if not, you probably get ate up by John Cena once again.
1: Yeah. Because he looked like he did that with no effort.
0: Dude, because he, he, yeah, it's second nature. John Cena is one of the greatest on the mic. John Cena is one of the greatest, period. Just Mm -hmm. throwing that out there.
1: Oh, oh, facts. But he came out, definitely set the tempo for the night. Crowd was definitely into it. And I will say it was weird seeing him and Riddle together.
0: That was strange. Yeah, that did not mesh one whatsoever, bro. Yeah, but uh, let's rewind a minute because we didn't get to talk about SmackDown this week. I, I think you're right. Uh, a lot of the things you have to open big. Being back with crowds, SmackDown was the first WWE show that was back with a full arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came to us from Dallas, Texas, I do believe. Yes. Uh, of course, that is going to be the home of uh, WrestleMania this year, this mm-hmm. upcoming year. Well, technically 2022, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So uh, we had the open of the show, just like just like for for Raw, you have to have a big open, right? Mm-hmm. Our big open was Vince McMahon. Yep, and uh, all he does, he comes out and he says to the crowd, "Where have you been?" And then gives them a bow and leaves. Perfect. Love it. It's perfect. And the crowd was singing the music. He got the second last pop of the night. Mm -hmm. Because then also they did it right. They opened with the six-man tag match between the Usos and Roman Reigns and the Mysterios and Edge. And boy, did Edge get a monstrous pop.
1: Well-deserved, and oh, my God, he was feeding on that. I I almost thought he was going to break down and start crying, which I would not have blamed him if he did. Because they gave him so much love. It was
0: just goosebumps at home watching this. And we had a return on SmackDown, too. Yes, we did. Uh, we had the return of Finn Balor. And the best part about that is he cut off a Sami Zayn promo. And Sami was fucking classic. Yes, he was. And uh, I hope this sets up a little a mini program between uh, Zayn and uh, Balor, because I'd like to see it. I'm here for that.
1: I'm definitely here for that. And give me the Balor Club, the real one, with uh, some AJ Styles, Adam Cole, maybe some friends coming over from Japan.
0: Uh you know, there's the, I, there I, I, it is I, out there. I'm putting the karma out there. So when Finn Balor made his return, what, you, what you're talking about, I might as well talk about it. When Finn Balor made his return, Tamatanga, yes, New Japan's own, one half of the Gorilla's of Destiny, the G.O.D. Ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. He uh, put out his uh, congratulations to Finn Balor. It was good to see a brother back on television. Finn, and then uh, Finn Balor commented after he got in the back, and he said, hope to see you soon with the fingers crossed. I don't know what it means. And You know what? I'm gonna go to Lex Luger on this because I think I got to go to Lex Luger on this one. But uh, I don't know. That's right, I don't know. But I'm here for it. I can tell you, if the God comes over, I'll mark like a little girl. I'll mark like I did when we talk about Slam Anniversary. Mm-hmm. I just throw it out there. But so uh, is there anything else on SmackDown that you wanted to make note of besides those big returns? The crowd was half for the show. Actually, it was a very good SmackDown too. I want to throw that. Extremely out
1: there. good SmackDown. And the main event was absolutely wild. It was... The four-way? Yes, the four-way. Kevin Owens jumping off the ladder through the table on a regular Friday night show. That kind of says the energy that the performers wanted to give to the crowd. The crowd was definitely feeding it. It was just such a high-energy show from top to bottom and one of the best SmackDowns they've had in a very, very long time.
0: I agree with you completely. By the way, I'm just letting you know that. Let's go back to Raw, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on, on Monday Night Raw... We got uh, a return as well. Yeah, we got Keith Lee.
1: Yes, we did. Bask Keith Lee glory.
0: taking on the almighty Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion. It was a good match. I thought it was a very good match for, for Lee to come back. I know the internet was upset that Keith Lee lost, but I don't see a har- any harm in losing to Bobby Lashley, who's got to be one of the hottest wrestlers in the business right now.
1: Well, let's break it down, though, with this, because this was an open challenge Bobby threw out. And I believe if the challenger had won, they would get the title shot. Right, it wasn't
0: technically a championship match. But for
1: Keith Lee to come back from injury, and he looked great in this, especially when you saw how last night Lashley destroyed Kofi Kingston. Keith Lee comes in. The
0: big man has offense.
1: Yep, the big man has offense. He's challenging. So he legitimately looks like a contender. Not that we didn't already know this, but he already just establishes that he can hang toe-to-toe with Bobby Lashley. Which is good for him. That, yes. Even though he
0: loses, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't hurt him in the long run. They have a great match. You hang with the WWE champion, yeah. who is a dominant champion. Mm-hmm. And, and as a matter of fact, here's what I want to say to some people who are questioning Keith Lee. If Keith Lee wins the match, mind you, I love Keith Lee, but if Keith Lee wins this match, that means everything that Kofi did the night before was for nothing. Exactly. So that match that some of you, some, some of you complained about, that 7-minute and 25-second match, where Kofi Kingston sold his ass off and made Lashley a dominant heel... And that's really the importance to take away from that match. Really, you're really, I, I really don't like the fact that some people talk that down because th- that's that, that's the testament of why Kofi Kingston has been in the WWE for over 15 years. Exactly. That's why, because he's an A, he's an A player. But here, here, that would have been for not. And I'm not saying anything bad about Keith Lee, but then Keith Lee wins, and then you're the dominant champion goes out the window the day after. Mm-hmm. The fact that Keith Lee hung in this match. Yes, he w- everybody somebody has to lose. It's a wrestling business, and that's part of the job. yeah, it's how you lose though. Keith Lee still looked good against the dominant champion, so he's not out of the title picture. He gave him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. That's all you asked for. exactly. So now when Keith Lee comes back out and he finally gets a title shot, which I guarantee he'll get a title shot in the future because mm-hmm. listen, he's too good, and the fucking company has was high up on him before they were pushing him to the moon. yeah. but they know about building a guy. You, know, you can't just give him everything, especially when you've built up Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Roman Reigns. You can't just give over that because you like somebody else because then you just ruin the entire bit of work you've done. Exactly. So I, I agree with the ending, but I love the fact that, that, that uh, first of all, I love the fact Keith Lee's back. But secondly, he looked in the match. I, I can I can already see down the future you could ha- possibly have a Lashley or whoever versus Keith Lee program. Because Keith Lee, of course, is going to come back from this. He's going to hit the promos because he can. Mm-hmm. He's going to say how he came close. He's going to say how he had a, You know, he took Bobby, Bobby Lashley to the limit, but he didn't quite just get there. But guess what? I'm going to keep putting that work, and then I'm going to get there and take it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the kind of promos he cuts. He's going to do it. Yeah. But we got another return right after the match. And I know you were excited. I know when the music hit, you got up. You were probably sitting in your living room. You probably did a lap or two around the living room. You fist pumped to the gods. You dropped to your knees like like the guy who scores a goal in soccer.
1: And screamed, why?
0: And screamed, go Berg. Go Berg. Oh, man. We knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, and you're partially
1: right. I got up. I ran around. You changed the channel. <laughs> I immediately grabbed the remote and I flipped the channel because I was like, "Why? Woo. Why of all things are you bringing him back?" Mm-hmm. And then immediately, like, and by the way, I mean, he just did not look like he was even given two shits about being on the show. He just came in the ring, jeans and the, and like the shirt completely <laughs> wore Like he just literally rolled out of bed. He probably did. And just came in and I, I'm sorry. You're next, just just said I'm next. And I was like, oh, God, no. Just
0: please. I, I was hoping Lashley just beat him down right there. You see, but here's... I, I'm going to jump into this. Am I happy that Goldberg's going to come back and have a match with Bobby Lashley? No. Let's get it out of the way. Personally, no. IWC is with me. They're no. Yeah. The universe marks, though. They're all in. Did you hear the reception that one Bill Goldberg got? Like no. That's the problem, guys. People buy... Or somebody's buying this merch... Mm-hmm. Somebody's cheering at the live shows, and we always talk about it. What what people will never understand, what the IWC, what the smart marks, what commentators like us will never understand. And I've said it a million times. There is something that's called the WWE Universe. And I understand that's what they call all their fans. But mm-hmm. I just call it the, the universe is actually the diehard WWE marks who grew up on WWE wrestling, and that's the only wrestling they'll watch. They don't even watch NXT. We talked about it before. Yep. Because it's not WWE to them. They definitely don't watch AEW. They don't watch New Japan. They don't watch Ring of Honor. They don't watch Impact. They don't watch any other wrestling. They don't go to independent shows.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: They buy those $500 belts. Because when you're wondering why they do it, look around the arena. You'll see one. Yep. They're buying the merch. They're cheering for the good guys, and they're booing the bad guys still. They believe it. Mm -hmm. You know why they believe it, Ken M? Do you want to know why they believe it? Why? It's still real to me, damn it. (laughs) That's right. That's the universe. And the the more that people will understand this, and that's why on this show I try to put it out there. I'm not saying that it's the greatest thing, but you don't fuck up money. (laughs) No,
1: but damn it, man.
0: I I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. Diehard wrestling fans don't want to see it, but at the end of the day, wrestling is a business. So if you can can please many masters, that's a good thing. And I think Mm -hmm. between SmackDown, Money in the Bank, And even this episode of Raw, which we'll get to some other downsides. Yeah. But for the most part, these were the three best shows I've seen in a while. Oh, no. I will fully But From WWE, that is. Yeah, I'll give you... Not counting anybody else.
1: For WWE, this was a step in the right direction. Completely top to board. This is a win-win all weekend.
0: Right, right, right. So that's what I'm saying. We got to understand that for us wrestling fans, they did give us something, but at the same time, they had to serve their their master that pays the bills. Yes. Because let's be honest. The smart marks... In the internet wrestling community and the guys that shit on wrestling and all that happy stuff, none of them are buying stuff at Shop Zone. No. I, I, we were just talked about it. The last thing I bought from Shop Zone was the WrestleMania 36 I Wasn't There shirt. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, at, at actual Shop Zone, was a CM Punk shirt back in what, 2011? Yep. That, that was the last bit of merchandise. Meanwhile, there's people on there that buy every Roman Reigns shirt, every John Cena shirt. Yo, that John Cena shirt sold like a son of a bitch. Mm hmm. As soon as it went up, they were selling out. Yeah. You want to know why? Because the universe. <laughs> Once again, that's not me, you. It's not the people possibly even listening to this show. As a matter of fact, I, I don't anticipate that most WWE Universe members would even listen to this show. No. Because they don't care about what the internet says. They're not even on Twitter. I think it's funny when the the, the fake troll ones are fighting with people on the mm-hmm. internet. You can tell they don't. Because the other ones don't even know that Twitter probably exists. Yes. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. They just don't no, care. It's just not their cup of java. No, they don't I'll care and they're better about. for it. You know what? I want to watch wrestling like they watch wrestling, though. I'm going to be honest. I want Blinded. my life to be like all apple, all fucking roses and, 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 and peaches and, and, and all that wonderful things. All blinders on. Honestly, you know what? I think all of us should really take a step back. I, I saw somebody commentate on this on the interwebs, and I agree with this part of his statement. If we could all watch through their eyes, we would find out why we love wrestling again. Yeah. None. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to watch wrestling events like that. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm still going to give my opinion and criticize and all that for my technical prowess and everything. But at the same time, I, I'm just saying, if you guys want to know, I'm, this is my only time I'm going to say it. I don't want to waste our time, any more time of it. But this is the proof that everybody should have already had because we talked about it ad nauseum. Yeah. I think me and you bring this up all the time. That this universe stuff, that they got it down. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. But at least they're throwing in some wrestling for us now. Speaking yeah. of throwing in some wrestling, and speaking of throwing in some bad booking, let's get to some bad motherfucking oh, booking. How about that? There was one real bad booking thing. See, I'll defend Goldberg, because mm-hmm. I understand that's money. I'll defend some of the other dumb decisions they make, because I understand they're doing it for money. I'm just happy they're throwing something out there for me every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. I thought they were throwing us a bung. We got the Monday Night Raw debut of the NXT champion, Karrion Cross. No Scarlet. Nope. But he still had a great entrance. Not as good as the usual one, but not, yes. Yeah, but it still was a big it was big it, time. That was yeah. bigger than uh, what they give most guys. Yeah, I'll give you that. He looks like a star on Raw. Crowd crowd was not quite into it. Once again, getting to that point. Why they didn't pop as loud for Keith Lee and why they don't pop as loud for Karrion Cross is simple. They're not WWE enough for them. Mm-hmm. Give them some time and you can win them over. Damian pretty sure the hell did. Yep. So, uh, all right, just a little podcast
1: got to run. All right, man, take care. Thank you so much. And everybody, remember, go check them out. Fantastic podcast.
0: Absolutely. So jumping back into this, he's going to take on Jeff Hardy. Or Jeff Harvey. Yeah. Whichever. With his old theme music back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's so bad. Listen, man, I'm going to say this. As a guy who's never been a Jeff Hardy fan. Mm-hmm. That's right, internet, give me the hate if you want. Never been a Jeff Hardy fan. I need to see Jeff Hardy in a wrestling ring like I need another hole in my head. Jeff Hardy does not need a resurgence. <laughs> Jeff Hardy needs to retire. And I'm sure he won't, because I'm sure when he's, his contract's up, if WWE doesn't re-sign him, he'll go right over to AEW with his brother. Yeah. Because they seem to like signing old guys. But... The travesty here and the disconnect here, and I have a, a reason. A, I have a reason for this, but I think it's stupid. We'll talk about it. Is that Karrion Cross isn't a five-minute match on Monday Night Raw? So if I told you that, mm-hmm. said, "Hey, Karrion Cross, big star in NXT, the NXT champion, made his Raw debut, made against Jeff Hardy. Match was five minutes. What would you think the outcome was if I told you those facts?"
1: Cross him?
0: Absolutely, but that wasn't the case. Jeff Hardy wins this match. Jeff Hardy wins, uh, albeit his feet were on the ropes. I keep hearing that dumb excuse. It doesn't matter that he cheated to win. Here's the problem. What do we need? We need new stars. Mm -hmm. We have a developmental system called NXT to produce the stars of the future. Now, I have had to defend this against other people, and I will say it again real quickly. The reason a lot of these guys get different gimmicks when they come to the main roster is because the WWE universe doesn't watch NXT so they don't still know these people mm. so they have to give you know get introduced them. I don't like it but I understand it so anyways you have this guy that looks like a star walks like a star you put him in there against Jeff Hardy which is supposed to be a slam dunk win get him over let's see how the crowd reacts when they see him in, in work no 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 instead we're going to have him lose to Jeff Hardy. And the reason why I think this is, is because WWE NXT is not WWE enough for even WWE. I think the WWE looks as NXT as they would have OVW or FCW before it was on television. They, they, the, the guys in WWE do not know these wrestlers. They don't know what it is. And they're so clinging on to the fucking past that they don't understand. That, hey, we need to start pushing guys for the future. Every once in a while, they get it right. Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. You know, Cesaro to an extent. Yep, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. But a lot of times they get it wrong. And that's why. I think it's because the old guard doesn't want to give up to the new guard. And it's the dumbest shit you'll ever see.
1: This pissed me off. Oh, yeah. I actually like carrying Cross a lot. And just the fact that Jeff Hardy beat him at this stage and really sent the message that the guy who has been dominating everybody in NXT for how long now can't beat a Jeff Hardy who is on the back end of the career. Let's face it. It is what it is. But it's not exactly like Jeff has been What's He, ain't, he ain't, He's not in. He's on the
0: back nine. He's this on a the golf
1: game. This is on the back nine. He's on the back nine. <laughs> So the fact that he gets to win, and we're all now reading and tweeting on the internet wrestling Twitter, that, oh, it's a resurgence. Jeff is finally getting a main event push. Where is this coming from? We just buried the entire developmental system because the most dominant champion they have had there just got squashed, essentially, in five minutes on a raw debut. By a 50-year-old wrestler. Yeah. How is this a win? (laughs) I need an explanation because I don't have, like, it's just not computing because every Tuesday night if you tune in to NXT, you're seeing him dominate everybody. Hell, he just came out of a five-way against the top four guys in the company. He just beat Finn Balor twice. But, yeah, he can't hang with Jeff Hardy? And I'm sorry. If you're going to say the power of his music, get out of here. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> no offense. I just don't want to talk. That's what I heard. Like, everyone's like, oh, he got the new music back. Like, what is that? Superman's cape? getting reattached listen it's just not going to happen especially for the internet who's always screaming oh wwe always pushes the same old guys yeah they do and when we finally have a chance to start pushing somebody else hell if they did the match like they did lashley versus keith lee and hardy had lost he still would look like a top contender and cross goes on to win sure did we do that no
0: I just don't get it I, I really just In this case I don't get it I know there's some people On the internet Like oh you cheated to win You don't get it No no I do get it It th- This works If it's a guy like Drew This works if it's a guy like Lashley This mm-hmm. works if it's even a Keith Lee Or somebody like that That's established on the main roster And you're pushing them Because then you're like Okay Karrion Cross came up short Against one of the top tier guys But he You know Whatever Yeah When you're like Oh they're building an angle Between and Cross and Matt Hart Or Jeff Hardy I don't care Yeah that's about as much as I care about the Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy on the other channel.
1: <laughs> no, know, it's on. not moving the needle.
0: All right, so I said that this episode was good. That was pretty much the downest part of it. With the mm. Goldberg comeback, you could argue, but once again, no, I, I I, point, as I pointed out, the fans, the universe marks were into it. But that's not where we ended. We had a main event to go to. Yes, we did. The main event for the nine hundredth, nine ninety seventh time. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Because, you know, Rhea Ripley used that rematch clause the night after she lost the belt.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Charlotte Flair does Charlotte Flair thing. She ain't giving up that title. She gets herself DQ'd. Mm-hmm. And Rhea Ripley decides that this is a good time to beat the ever-loving hell out of her. And a uh, boy, did I love this beatdown. It was yeah, a great This beatdown. is fantastic. Fantastic job. By the way, these two have great chemistry, so it's, it's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well... Last night was, uh, Sunday night was what? It was Money in the Bank, right? Uh-huh. And I do believe that we had said that there was a Money in the Bank winner mm-hmm. who won, the, won that match logically. Now, if you had an opponent that just got beat down by Rhea Ripley, she was the Raw Women's Champion, and you were Ms. Money in the Bank. Don't you think that that would be a logical time to cash in? Strike while the iron is hot. And sure enough, Nikki Ash comes running to the ring, briefcase in hand, hands the briefcase over, cashes in Money of the Bank, climbs to the top rope, Charlotte gets up, she cross bodies her, one, two, three, and your new Raw Women's Champion Nikki Ash cashing in Money of the Bank the day after and becoming champion, logically wins the briefcase, logically wins the title, I like this story. And it was a good uh, a little approval, even though it might not last long. It was a good approval for the office. It and now I'm all right with Charlotte losing, by the way. Wait. Yeah. Because Charlotte can lose the belt the next night, and it doesn't hurt Charlotte Flair. She's already a legend in the women's division. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, on the other hand, if she loses to a weird cash-in the next night, that can hurt the career a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just kind of surprised they pulled
1: the trigger too quickly but I'm not mad about this I'm I, it, not mad at all Nikki Ash is doing logical things in wrestling it's a and weird she's thing she's won
0: me over because of it
1: yeah this is smart storytelling top to bottom and like I said the gimmick has grown on me and the crowd was behind it too they exploded when she won I, I which, agree. which you know this is a win-win overall happy to see her finally get the belt happy to see her finally get a real push on the main roster she so definitely deserves it hell yeah it's long
0: overdue well, I am now going to look into the camera because this has been a long segment, but got one more thing to talk about. I'm going to look right into the camera. It's hard because I have to look into the computer, but I'm looking into the camera. Mm-hmm. I, I, I promise you this much. Peacock. Can we stop fucking up? Please and thank you. During the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, pretty much everybody's peacock went down. Mm-hmm. Started to look, to being choppy. I do believe I, I sent them a thank you for giving me an uh, epilepsy text. Yep. This is fucking disturbing. You paid over a billion dollars to have the right to have the WWE Network for the next five years. Mm -hmm. Can we at least make this happen? They've dropped the ball consistently. I've been very displeased with the Peacock. They've edited a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. It is annoying. I am tired of this Peacock experience. For all of our listeners that live over on the other side of the pond, just never question the fact. Just be happy you have WWE Network. Mm Mm-hmm. Because all of us here, which we have WWE Network, I mean, I, and now they're blocking it from VPNs. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh, damn it. They're, they're blocking us from VPNs. Sons of bitches.
1: This is heartening.
0: I am so pissed off about this. And it makes me upset. Peacock, do better. With well, that being said, because we're on the ODPH this week, we're going to take a break from uh, the Name This Tune because eh, you, the, you guys still put your stuff on YouTube sometimes. Yeah. And they flag this shit quick. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. It's true. Uh, so because we're not playing Name Your Tune, we're actually going to play a song by our good friend Tom Jolu. This song oh, It's called that. Twilight Zone. You can get this and listen to all this music on YouTube music. Spotify, Bandcamp support. Fucking amazing. We're going to play a little ditty. When we come back... It is going to be time to talk all things Slammiversary. Plus, plus, guess what else we're going to talk about? AEW? Yep, everything else in the world of wrestling. We'll be back right after this break. I don't know what it is, kind of, but Tom Jolu Oh, it's
1: supposed to be a good. Really verse.
0: gets, really puts me in a great mood. Lovelessness listening to some Tom Jolu. That's a shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are talking about Slammiversary. You can see it on the screen if you're watching on Twitch. But before we do, uh, of course, we always have a sponsor coming to you. And this week, we're sponsored by Shoot, the wrestling video message app. Yes, it is coming to you, brought to you by the fine folks over at Pro Wrestling Tees. And by the way, they're still testing it out, but they are going to be using eight wrestlers. Coming up here, uh, starting this week, actually. And basically what it is is cameo for the wrestling world. You can buy messages from the wrestlers, Mm. or you can buy merchandise from them as well. I believe that they're also trying to do where they will sign an autograph, buy something, and they'll autograph it through shoot.
1: Hey, can't go wrong with that. So then
0: you get to see your autograph signed, and you also get a little message from your favorite wrestler. I think this is a Uh, win-win. I'm always happy with Pro Wrestling Tees as far as uh, the way they do business Mm -hmm. and supporting them, and they've always been ahead. Yeah. You know, whether it is giving the wrestlers a cut of their stores or whether it's, you know, putting together the box bundles. They do those micro brawlers. I got one right here, of course, of our good. Oh, I got almost my keys. So we got one of our good friend, Mr. Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put him right there. I got to find a place for him. So he's in camera all the time. I'll get you. There you go. So anyways, uh, we got that micro brawlers. Good stuff. Pro wrestling tees. So, pro wrestling tees. Thank you guys for once again coming through with stuff. Go check out shout and go check out t-shirts and stuff. Support your favorite wrestlers. Yes, over at Pro Wrestling Tees. I know we do. I know our good friend Sean Carr has a P- pro wrestling Tees shop as well. Uh, uh, that blocks me. Yeah, we'll yeah, just, just do put it, for it down for now. We can. We'll find. We'll find. A, we'll find a, we will find a full-on home for for our good friend Brody Lee very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work something out. We we're going to be doing some. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, renovations and making some better lighting and stuff in here. That's all part of the stuff. But right now, of course, we're gearing up for New York Comic Con. So. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Slam Aversary went down on Saturday, and they were in front of a small crowd in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, they were. I was l- surprised that they didn't try to do a bigger crowd.
1: Yeah, I was really surprised at that, but. You know, I think they just want to take it very small steps because, obviously, with everything going on in the world. So, the fact we got live fans though in the Impact Zone, I was happy about.
0: Myself and Ken M were both live tweeting during this, and we were watching it together. Yes. And uh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, was it a good one! We we thought it was a stack card before, but it was great. So we had one pre-show match, and it was for the TNA or sorry, Impact Wrestling. I keep saying TNA, so it's, yeah. it's, it's a Freudian slip. Knockouts Tag Team Championship Match Your Champions Fire and Flavor, which is Kira Hogan and Tasha steals. Defending against Decay, of course, that's Havoc and Rosemary. Mm -hmm. This match got 8 minutes and 55 seconds. It was a good match. And at the end of the day, a new Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions, the Decay team. Solid opener.
1: Love what they're doing in the Knockouts Tag Team division, so this is a win-win.
0: You want to get to the main card? Yeah,
1: let's jump in the main card.
0: How, How great is it that they open the main card with this? The opening bottom of the main card was an ultimate x match for the x division oh. championship your champion josh oh. alexander defending against ace austin chris bay pd williams rohit raju and trey miguel trey miguel of course dressing up as uh, miles morales spider-man yes but the, so dope the mvp of this match i think we can both agree rohit raju if you're not familiar get familiar
1: Rohe Raju,
0: man. First of all, he tried numerous different ways to get the belt without climbing across the cables. And it was funny. Yes. Once was with a hook, yeah. then the hook got bent because of action, and then he stead on a chair. Uh, at one point, I do believe he tried to jump up there. Yes, he did. Uh there was a, a few other things he tried. It was, it was really it was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought I thought it was a good little comedy spot, but he still can wrestle in the ring. Mm-hmm. Boy, was the wrestling We All I have to say to you, Ken. Two words. I got two words. Mm-hmm. And I want your take. Doomsday Destroyer. Holy shit. (laughs) If you have not seen the video of this.
1: This was the scariest move I've ever seen in my life.
0: At OD Parley Hour. Go back. Look it up from Saturday. I know he posts a lot. So there's a lot in between there. But it's worth it. Or just look it up on Impact or on on YouTube. I'm sure it's there. Oh my God. We saw Trey Miguel deliver a Doomsday Destroyer. Yeah. So wrestler on another wrestler's shoulders. Trey Miguel comes off the top rope and in the air flips into a destroyer.
1: Yeah. Yes. This, this is the most insane move I've ever seen in my life. I'll say it again.
0: Woo! This match was great, though. It's fantastic. Although, the ending was good, except for they f- broke their own rules. At the beginning of this match, we're told by by David Penzer, which was awesome to see him uh, yep. calling, uh, David Penzer announces that the way to win the match is to unhook the X Division title and both feet, whoever has it in their possession, when both feet touch the floor, is your champion. Well, at the end of the day, Josh Alexander is still your X-Division champion, but he was like hanging upside down on the X after he won the boat, and they announced him as the champion. He never came to the ground.
1: Yeah, I think they did a full pod there. I think that maybe somebody got lost in translation about what the rules were supposed to be. But, yeah, it was a weird ending to the match, but didn't take anything away from it. Oh, no, no.
0: Absolutely. I don't want you to think that I did not like this yeah, match. Yeah. I love
1: this match. This match is a match of the year candidate.
0: Oh, it's up there. Hands down. It's up there. It's definitely a match of the regular match of the year candidate, and it's right now the shoe-in for gimmick match of the year. Oh, gimmick, yes. Gimmick match of the year it is currently the lead for. But as far as regular match of the year, it's in the running for. Mm-hmm. Very good match. And it was the Open. Yeah. So we we're... can only go up or down from here. And guess what? I'm going to say this. It didn't really technically go up. The main event was great, but mm-hmm. but it stayed even. It, it was, was good. It was, was even. show. It
1: was even keel throughout.
0: Next up, we had a mixed tag team match. Of course, Tenille Dashwood tagging with Brian Myers. And they were taking on Matt Cardona and a mystery opponent. Or tag partner, I should mm-hmm. say, for him. Surprise, surprise. His partner was the one and only Chelsea Green, his fiance. Yeah. She just said an ROH deal. She did talk about it. she did get the okay from ROH uh to uh, cuz technically she booked this beforehand and uh, ROH had no problems letting her go. Just yeah. do a one night thing.
1: Uh well, it's not necessarily one night cuz she was saying in the post one that she's planning on doing double duty. I don't I, if I read if I heard correctly. Well, so, it's going
0: to be depending on what her employer says.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. So it all depends, but you know what we have to say about Impact and the Forbidden Door, quote unquote. They are the rulers of the Forbidden Door. Yeah, so if, I don't doubt seeing her doing double duty on both promotions. So,
0: we will definitely talk about that because there's a big piece of that that we're going to talk yes, about later. Yes, on. Yeah, I don't want to get into that, but I think uh, that not even it. not even talking about the actual what happened at this event. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a little trailer we got. We'll talk about that at the end. Yes. Next up, we had a singles match: W. Morrissey, formerly Big Cass, taking on Die Hard Eddie Edwards. This match, oh, by the way, the last match got six minutes and five seconds, and Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green won. Sorry. This match was 11 minutes. Great match. Fantastic. By the way, Eddie Edwards living up to the diehard name as he did not back down one step from the seven foot tall W. Morrissey. But Morrissey looked good, and he gets the win in 11 minutes.
1: Yeah. They're really high on Morrissey as they should be since he's re- returned to impact and returned to like the limelight pro wrestling. He's looked fantastic. So I had no issues about this, and great match. And I mean, what do you say about Eddie Edwards? Uh, one of the best ever
0: well we got our first surprise of the night because uh, up next madman fulton and syrah came out pissed off yeah presumably because their man ace austin lost and probably because they weren't booked well demore came scott demore comes out he says you know what i'm feeling in a given mood we're gonna give you a tag match here's your opponent's and it's the returning fin juice that's right mm-hmm. it is david finley and juice robinson from new japan pro wrestling former impact tag team champions and they squashed the shit out of madman fulton nashira yeah minute 15 and fin juice wins uh no problems with this i thought it was great to have fin juice back absolutely once again doing more business with new japan than any other company so maybe it's just impact
1: uh, i they are the forbidden
0: door Next up, we got an impact match for you. Moose taking on the uh, franchise, one of the franchise players of the company, Chris Saban. This match was good. Twelve minutes, and I'll tell you what, Moose impresses me, man. He he can get it done in there with the small guys.
1: Yeah, told a great story. I mean, it's David versus Goliath. What, what else can you really say about it? And they did. They told the story good. Yes, they did. And sure enough, at the end, Chris Saban comes away with, with the a w. Ro-
0: with a uh, inside cradle roll up for the yeah. win. Great, though. It worked perfectly in the story. Uh, he got dominated. He did get some moments of shine, so it's not like he didn't get offense in, but Moose cut him off at every pass. Mm-hmm. Moose did what Moose should have done. Very good in there. Took And he took the, the right bumps, too. Yes. He didn't take him for weak moves. He only took him for strong moves. I was very happy with Moose's performance. And, of course, Chris Saban, what can you say? Yeah. Both men, phenomenal. Next up, we had a four-way tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. Your champions coming in violent by design, taking on Rich Swann and Millie Mack, Fala Ba, and a mystery tag team partner, and of course, the Good Brothers. And uh, before we get, so let's talk about the mystery partner first. The mystery partner, what? what?
1: No, I, I, I just, I'm seeing the lawsuit. Oh, the, the good brothers? Oh, the, no, no, the mystery partner. Oh, the mystery partner. Oh, yeah. yes.
0: Oh, you're already laughing about that. I was yeah, like, wait, wait a minute. Did I say something funny?
1: No, I, I just remember I what you it. said during, during, when we were watching. I was oh, just yes. dying, so sorry to go.
0: So um, let's talk about the mystery tag partner first. So Falaba comes out, and we, we all know Falaba's, uh, his his moniker is no, no, no. Right? Yes. No, three no's. That's his thing. So he, he, asks, he says, they asked me to find a partner, but I said, no, no, no no way jose yeah. and the artist formerly known as no way jose now only known as no way This mcmahon's gonna sue someone's ass <laughs> yes, so I was dying comes out <laughs> comes out and not only does he come out he looks like no way jose he's called no way and the conga line comes oh my god talk about just repackaging a gimmick i mean i'm happy to see him i yeah and if you're gonna tag with anybody him and Falaba, i, I dig but damn, if you're trying to get sued, Impact Wrestling, there's easier ways. I was dying, like when Rich said
1: that, and just immediately every time I've seen that video highlighted, it's, it, that's R- why you're Rich, laughing. Yeah. yeah, I'm just dying. No,
0: no way, Jose, man. Oh man, there's gonna be a lawsuit. It
1: wasn't like a Freudian slip because he said it again during the
0: yeah, yeah, and I, I think commentating said it on accident a couple times as well. Yeah, but also coming into this, there was another mystery, and that was who was going to represent Violent by Design, because of course there's four members, and they have the uh, wonderful Freebirds rule. Uh, Freebird role. Mm-hmm. uh the, tonight that night it was Joe Doring and Rhino. We got the answer So they're two big men Yeah Well it didn't matter Who it was Because it was a great match By the way oh, A lot yeah. of the good stuff uh, It didn't get too complicated I dug that I didn't, I dug that I never felt lost Even though there was You know uh, what you know, Eight men involved In this No not eight Yeah Eight men involved mm-hmm. In this match Yeah Like uh, I didn't get a, It was good But at the end of the day They hit they, You know they, they did it I picked them Yes you did The good brothers Are your new Impact Tag Champs Again
1: what else can you really say? I mean, this is big for them, especially returning to New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it was a solid match. I mean, what else can you really take away and just know the artist formerly known as No Way?
0: No Way. No Way. No Way. Yeah. Just, no Way. They should have just done that. If they want to get sued, they should have just done that. They could have caught out the Jose part. Mm-hmm. Or you can say it real slow, slow. So it's No Way. Jose. No uh, Way. <laughs> Or let the crowd do it. Yeah. No way the crowd. Jose! Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I was
1: in for that. Unless they have a forbidden door deal worked out that we don't know
0: about. Oh, my God. The, the forbidden door is even realer if that happens. But, yes. Uh, with that being said, congratulations, to good brothers. We got two matches left on this card. The knockout championship was on the line. Deanna Parrazzo has an open challenge. Yeah. Could be anybody. Lots of speculation. Chelsea Green was a speculation, but she was in a match earlier. Mm-hmm. By the way, she also said she was never in that position. Yeah somebody asked her, She was like No nah, I was never disgusted to do that What I did was what I was doing the whole time We got our answer though Former NWA women's champion Thunder Rosa Answers the call Fantastic 10 minutes and 30 seconds Great match between these two And uh, and still Impact Knockouts champion Diana Parrazzo
1: Easy way to describe this card is fantastic And this was just another Great reveal And great match And like What else can you say about the Virtuosa?
0: She's fucking phenomenal. She, she's so phenomenal. Everybody wants her. Yeah. Everybody. And that leads us to the next surprise of the evening. Hardcore country. Mickey yeah. James makes her return to the impact zone. You know, she's doing all that work with the NWA with her husband. But now she's in the impact zone.
1: Yeah. And I, I, if I can just jump in for a second. Go ahead. IWC. Where were you all screaming hardcore country and marking out? When she was in WWE. When zone? she was in WWE. I, 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 we, we talked about this when we were watching, but my God, people are losing their minds. Where was the same energy three four months ago? Just
0: saying. Uh, well, I'm glad she didn't stay just because we got the classic line from Deanna Perazzo when she told her, how about you take your trash bag and yeah. leave? Such a great line from
1: Deanna Perazzo. Great segment. Great segment <laughs> between those two.
0: But anyways, uh, Mickey James came out because she wants Deanna Perazzo to be part of the NWA's Empower pay-per-view, which is going down the night before their uh anniversary ship mm-hmm. so really cool double header for nwa in august which we will definitely be paying attention to and probably watching yeah uh so diana parazzo turns her down they have a little scuffle i don't think that's the last we've heard of i think Deanna parazzo will be at that event
1: yeah i think she'll be fighting mickey in the main
0: i would i would mark for that yeah So only one thing left man it's the main event Are you ready to talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. In a no disqualification match for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, your champion, the cleaner, the best bout machine, Twinkle Toes, Kenny Omega, defending against the draw, the Callahan death machine, Sammy Callahan. Now, we already got heated before this match started. Because Don Callis mm-hmm. gets on the microphone, he introduces Kenny Omega. That's fine. Egregious, but he says that Kenny Omega is better than Roman Reigns. It's debatable. Ratings say that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Then he says the thing that's blasphemy. See, that is that is just a you know you're in competition with World Wrestling Entertainment in your own heads. Mm-hmm. So okay, you want to get your thing over, get it. But then you mentioned blasphemy. Because then he says that he is greater than Nick Gage.
1: I will not hear this nonsense.
0: I do not want to hear the disparity of the man, the king, the god, god of this shit. Nick fucking Gage. By the way, I, I, I was tweeting out to Nick Gage. Mm-hmm. Tagging him up. Letting him know. GCW put out a statement and said that, if, uh, that uh, our, our good friend, Don Collis, must be smoking something. Mm-hmm. And uh, if Kenny Omega would like to prove something, this upcoming weekend, it will be homecoming weekend in Atlantic City. And Kenny Omega's got an open invitation to show up. And they even tease night one, Cardona versus Gage. Night two, Gage versus Omega. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but it was fun.
1: I will say this. We have been preaching about GCW for a long time. We're going to be talking
0: about it in the main event.
1: Yes. And Rich has been carrying the flag a lot longer than I have, but I am fully behind the product as well. If you're not sold on what this company is doing, you have Kenny Omega and Don Callis mentioning them out on a pay-per-view show where they're referencing WWE. Now, am I saying they're all in the same league? No, but for a little independent promotion that people are not fully tuned in on now, they are getting a lot of a lot of eyes on him and a lot of attention. So it's a big win for them.
0: So this match had no DQs. Let's get into the match. Uh, by the way, Sammy Callahan would pay homage to Nick Gage by breaking out the pizza cutter yep. and uh, cutting up uh, Kenny Omega a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, they, they got real hardcore. They got tacks involved, doors. Well, not doors, tables, sorry. Yep. They, don't, they don't do doors. Uh, trash cans. We saw, we saw fucking Kenny Omega take a sick bump on top of a gas can.
2: Yeah. Uh, tr-
0: trash can was facing down, so it doesn't bend that way. It's not a not a good position to get slammed on. Great match, though. I thought it was a very good match. Great match still the ending. Yes. So here's my problem. I'm going to say it. I don't care if I get heat for this. I don't care that Kenny Omega won the match. Mm-hmm. And it's still your impact world champion. That's fine. That's fine. The problem is, why do we have to end every Kenny Omega match super over with him hitting some v triggers and then the one-winged angel why can't we get a roll up or crack you in the head with something else or why do we always have to get the fucking strong finish
1: i i wish i had a good answer for this i really do unless the powers that be really got to drive home that he is that strong of a champion like i understand he's he's the belt collector right now. And I get in the best bout machine. I, I fully get that, but you're right. Not everything needs an exclamation point at the end of it. Sometimes a regular period is just fine to end a sentence. And yet again, we have just a longer finish than we need because we have to get all our shit in. And I think that really hurt this match to be honest with you, because Sammy Callahan was giving him a great fight back and forth. But it just seemed like we drug it out just a little too long because, well, we got hit however many V triggers and then the one winged angel. Like it's just a little too much overkill. That's just my take on it.
0: You are absolutely right. I'm I'm just shaking my head just because I I don't know why. Like, and i mind you, I'm not against Kenny Omega as the champion belt yeah. collector, all that happy shit. I really am not. I swear to God to it, folks. I actually I've loved Kenny Omega for a long time. I've been on the Kenny Omega bandwagon for quite some time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not even going to lie about it. Do I like every decision AEW has made with him? Nope. Do I like every decision now? Nope. But whatever. But overall, I think he's a very great wrestler. Good mm-hmm. wrestler. Fuck it. Great wrestler. One of the best in the world. I don't think he is the best. No. I think AJ Styles still has that crown until he wants to retire. Close second is Okada. Yep. Because the difference is between Omega and Okada, if you're saying who's better... Okada's still out there having five star matches with everybody. Mm-hmm. Omega, not so much. I mean, five stars from Meltzer, but
1: yeah, like Kenny Omega
0: said. wakes up in the morning and Dave gives him a five star.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Facts. It is what it is, though. I'm not. Once again, I'm not here to shit on even Uncle Dave. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I just want to see him win via something that's not the strong finish. Yeah. Because it just gets annoying seeing the strong finish all the time. Like, come on, make it seem like your opponent actually challenged you and pushed you to your fucking limits. Mm-hmm. And Sammy did. He did, but then the strong finish ruins that Yeah, shit. exactly. I'm sorry, and it's not even good for fucking storyline. No, it isn't. It's not even good for storyline. It's more again like a burial
1: and impact, which yet again, it's like, okay, we, you've already told that story enough. Give us something
0: different. He won the fucking exploding barbed wire match via one-winged angel. Yeah. Like, think about that for a minute. Don't care about the dud. It was a good match. That match as well. But mm-hmm. why do you have to win with your finish?
1: Yeah. Like, we get it.
0: We get it. You're over. And you can book yourself over, but come on, man, come on. Overall, though, Slammiversary, very good, solid very card. Good. Top. Oh my god, top to bottom. But just like last year, was good. Now, Bound for Glory last year, not so much. But, but, but this year may be different. We got a trailer. Bound for Glory is going to be coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. First thing. Mm-hmm. Second thing, they was it subliminal. Last time they did some subliminal stuff in the anniversary ad. No, 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 no. On the screen at the end, we saw the AEW logo, mm-hmm. the Triple A logo, yep, and the New Japan Pro Wrestling logo. Mm-hmm. It looks like they are promising that the Forbidden Door, which they've already had all those shows on, we didn't even get to the end of this match. I wanted, to, I'm purposely doing this on purpose this way. It looks like the Forbidden Door that they've been opening is leading to Bound for Glory. It definitely does because,
1: like you said, AEW Triple A. New Japan, and there was NWA, I believe. Oh, yes, NWA was so, in a mix in there. So, so there's four as of now involved.
0: Well, they made a big step towards that because after the main event match, mind you, this trailer happened before the match. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring it up on purpose because, you know, it's easy to put those logos up. Yeah. It's easy to say New Japan and you got fin juice. And I'm not nothing against fin juice. Just saying. It's easy to have fin juice. Right. Or the good brothers who can do both. It's easy to say AEW when your champion is the AEW world champion. Mm-hmm triple a easy a little bit to say because they have a deal with AEW so you know okay. NWA we just saw Mickey James yep so you know you're doing big things we get it but are you really with New Japan because really all we've seen is kind of the secondary characters
1: right? yeah
0: after the Omega match I said earlier that I marked like a little girl and you can attest to this this is true we get a little bullet club music and the bullet club logo and it's like, oh no! And out, then it switches to Jay White's music as yeah. the Switchblade makes his appearance in the Impact Zone. Fantastic. Switchblade Jay White, the op yeah, the uh, the never open weight champion, mm-hmm. is in the motherfucking building. Incredible. And he gets in the ring, and it's still, and his his, his Tron is even saying, you know, still my era and all this, you know, the, the King Switch stuff. Yep. And he gets in the ring, and there's Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, the, tag, the Impact Tag Champions. And there's the Impact World Champion who just been, went through a war, Kenny Omega. And there's Don Collis, and they're all looking at Switchblade Jay White. And they decide, yeah, well, maybe, maybe he's here for friendship, man. Bullet Club, two sweets up. And we never get to see if he does a two-suite or not. Because for some reason, somebody's running down the aisle, and they cut the fucking feed like it's not the internet these days. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp instantly reports because he's in the building. And to his credit, he didn't make people pay for this one. That Mm -hmm. was cool. I give him credit. That uh, Finjuice ran in and jumped Jay White before anything could happen. So we don't get a real payoff, but now it is to understand. Is King Switch, is the Bullet Club all right with everybody, including the Elite? Or is he there to take out the champ?
1: Oh, I fully think they're setting up for Jay White versus Kenny Omega.
0: Listen, I can see G.O.D. and Jay White being at... Bound for glory. I can see God taking a title shot,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then Jay White in the main event for the Impact title. Yeah, I'm in. I love fucking Jay White. Take I love my the money Bullet now. Club, the real Bullet Club. Love it. I'm in. So that was a great way to end the show. Just go throw that out there. There wasn't a ton of other news in the in the round the world of wrestling, just because obviously you know we we didn't wait long enough to get into uh, NXT, which is happening right now as we speak, mm-hmm. and then also of course uh, AEW. So next week we're gonna have probably a gigantic amount of news for you guys. Uh, just throwing it out there, Slamiversary was a great show. If you didn't watch it, you should have. We're gonna take our last break of the show before we come back with the main event. When we come back for the main event, we're gonna be talking GCW Homecoming Weekend, and I have a final thought before we bounce out the door. So while we uh, do all that, though, you are going to listen to some friends of the show. Uh, And I think you know this band very well. It's a band called um, Second Suitor. Would you like to tell our friends about Second Suitor?
1: Yeah, Second Suitors, friends of the show. They do amazing music, and they are going to be playing a live show in the X at the Oakdale Mall, if you're in the 607 area, home of Excite Wrestling, on Friday, August 6th, Suter Bowl. In fact, Tyler their lead singer, has been doing a little Dan Housen homages.
0: Yeah, he's been doing Second Suter Housen.
1: Yes. So you definitely want to support him if you can. If you want to pick up their music, and you should because it's fantastic, head on over to Podcast.com or 8122productions.com. The links are right there to take you everything that is Second Suter. Go support the hell out of them. They're fantastic people. And definitely, if you are able to go check their show out, go to the show because I tell you what, it's going to... I'll be there. They're great live. And trust me, they're going to put on a hell of a show to kick off the X.
0: Me and Ken will be there. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a guarantee. Yeah, lock that in. Well, with that being said, we're taking the final break. We'll be right back. This week's edition of The Wrestling Show brought to you live on twitch.tv slash some podcast, the three fat nerds network of podcasting. And of course, for this week, the ODPH podcast network empire, whatever you want to call it. I call it an empire. Empire works. Sure. Great. That's fine. I you love do. it. That's fine. Which makes me now the emperor <laughs> of the ODPH society because I am your locks and leaks champion. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just rubbing it in because I hope Pat hears this.
1: He'll, hear it, yeah, he'll probably hear it tomorrow morning because I know he's sleeping right now. Picking
0: on him. I know he had a rough day. He would have he been here. Yes. He was planning on coming. True story. We'll have him on some other time for the wrestling show because I, I, I love having him in. Also, I love having him in the chat because he fat checks me right away, which yes. is fucking phenomenal. So if you don't know, he's a wizard with that sort of stuff. So we, mm-hmm. he has thoroughly missed tonight, whether he's in chat or not. So uh, we do miss him. But all jokes aside, let's talk about the main event. And, of yeah. course, we like to shine a light on independent pro wrestling and we heard us talk about GCW. And if you are tired, if you're one of these people who loves wrestling and you, you want to see something, the Indies is for you, possibly. You can find anything you want in the Indies. There's a bunch of different companies. We've, we always tell you how to find them. We're going to tell you how to find them here during this segment as well. Not just GCW, although it will be focused on GCW. JCW, who is the, you know, is, is, is GCW related. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, H2O. We'll talk about them as well because they're all part of gcw's homecoming weekend this weekend in atlantic city new jersey which myself and big natty cool diesel will be a part of hmm. live in atlantic city so good uh so make sure you stay posted to at pod on twitter amongst other places probably our tiktok maybe even the instagram reels i don't know i don't know wait a minute where's he at where where are you wait, lex get back here go D- damn you lex i don't know He's always trying to run away, that son of a bitch. Anyways, going back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're paying attention because we're going to have some exclusive videos and all sorts of great stuff from GCW Homecoming Weekend.
1: I know. I'm so jealous you guys are going to be down there because I couldn't make it. But seriously, if you see them down there, make sure to go stop over and say hi because tell you what, they're going to be covering this like nobody's business.
0: It's fucking amazing. I can't wait to go. And this is why we want to showcase these things because there's other things out there. If you're looking for something to love in pro wrestling, you may love GCW. It's a great program. Mm-hmm. And it's not all death matches. But if you want to see what death match wrestling is about, well, watching a good show, this is for you. Yes. If you would like to see, uh, you know, also H2O, definitely a lot of death matches. They're great wrestlers as well. And, and there's other companies. And we're going to cover those in a minute because, because of where all of this is taking place. This event is going to be housed so everybody can see it. Let's start with the first show. By the way, I will be sitting second row for this show. This is GCW show on Saturday, July 24th. It's called Dear Summer, and it'll be live on YouTube Okay, for free. Game Changer Wrestling YouTube. So type in Game Changer Wrestling. uh, Subscribe to their YouTube channel for absolutely free. The GCW event will be on at 2 p.m. You can watch replays after. They'll leave it up. As a matter of fact, if you want, you can get some taste. There's some old GCW events, and all JCW events are on the Game Changer Wrestling YouTube channel. So this is absolutely free. That's so cool. So far announced for this is, one, Arcadia will be taking on Big Breakfast, Jordan Oliver. Ooh. By the way, if you don't know who Jordan Oliver is, he wrestles for MLW. He wrestles for a bunch of different places. He is loved in GCW. Jordan Oliver's amazing. He's a young kid to keep an eye on.
1: Get familiar. He is the future of the business.
0: The match where I'm definitely going to be having a camera placed in Diesel's face for the reaction your main event of the evening will take Charles Mason and the in, in his goons. He doesn't even announce them yet. We'll take on Billy Starks, Everett Connors, and of course, the man who rules 440, Ricky Shane Page, RSP will be in the house. Oh my god. I'm going to make sure I have the camera focused on Diesel's face.
1: The minute the theme song hits, you got to have that camera shot ready.
0: The uh Marcus Mathers, Dylan McKay, and Steve Sanders will be taking on Young, Dumb and Broke. Okay. JJ Garrett will be taking on Braden Lee, and Matt Mikowski will be taking on Cole Radrick, who we saw we've seen a few times on G C W scramble matches very good. Also, Bam Sullivan and Joshua Bishop and, and others will be on the show. And if you don't know who Joshua Bishop is, he is the reigning AIW intense and AIW absolute champion. Oh man. So good. So mixing the streams there, man. Yeah. But that comes to you Saturday, July 24th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can watch it on Game Changer Wrestling's YouTube channel absolutely free. So make sure you're following that. And if you want to check out what GCW is about, they have some older events on YouTube. There's some highlights on there. Plus, they have every JCW event on there as well because they work in coalition with each other. As a matter of fact, the owner of G- GCW is the co-owner of JCW with the man who owns uh, Orange, Crush Ra- uh, Orange Crush Magazine. Okay. So there you go. Next up, the event we can't be waiting for, the one that me and Diesel will be in the house for. GCW Homecoming Part 1, Saturday, July 24th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get it on Mm Fight.TV. It is $13.99 to buy this on Fight TV, but you can get the package for nights one and two, because night two we'll talk about. It's on Sunday. And you can have as many replays as you want, and it's $21.99. So it's a better deal to buy both nights. I promise you it is worth it. That's a hell of a deal. That's, that's what I pay for when I do the weekends. That's why I pay for the bundles. But Fight.TV is where you can find this. Ready to hear some of this? Yeah. Just announced actually today. Scramble match. They, you know they love their clusterfucks. Mm-hmm. But this one is going to be the most star-studded scramble match that you've heard. I guarantee it. Ready? Yeah. Dante Leone, Jack Cartwheel, Brayden Lee, Jordan Oliver, Shane Mercer, and Atticus Coger in the scramble. Oh, shit. <laughs> they are pulling out all the stops. That is... You want to talk the future of the business and you want to talk... Just, that, that is the young lions of this business right there.
1: That is going to be a fucking fantastic.
0: That match. You should just call that the young lion scramble match. Because these are the kids. All of these kids in this match... Trust me, you will not be disappointed. All of them have different styles of wrestling. Yeah. And yet, all of them are the futures of this business. You will see them on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Mondays, and Fridays in the future. I will promise you that.
1: Jack Hartwheel is ridiculously athletic.
0: Shane Mercer is the strongest dude I've ever seen. Yep. And Atticus Kogar. Jordan Oliver. We talked about him a minute ago. Yeah. Big Breakfast. They call him Big Breakfast because he used to be a skinny kid. Now he's starting to eat and he's putting on some weight and he's looking great.
1: Yes. Holy Dante Sp-
0: Leone. Another great up-and-coming super uh-huh. cruiserweight. Uh, you know in This match and in, in Brayden Lee, another great super cruiserweight. They all have great styles. I, I can't wait to see this one.
1: My God. That's, that's so
0: good. So we got Nolan Edwards, who's known for a lot of death matches and mm-hmm. hardcore matches. Well, he's going to have a great test here at night one as he goes against the motherfucking truth, AJ Gray.
1: Oh, uh, AJ is, like I said, he lives up to the bill and he is the truth.
0: One of the young guys who's been making their way up the GCW card and setting the wrestling world in the Indies on fire, Ninja Mac! Yep. Is going to be taking on your former ROH World Television Champion, Tony Deppen.
1: That's going to be a great match.
0: The underdog who can go. The GCW underdog go. 18 years old, by the way. Starboy. Starboy Charlie oh. is going to go one-on-one. Mind you, Starboy Charlie, 18, smaller kid. Yep. He's been in there with Chris Dickinson. Earned Chris Dickinson's respect in the ring. Great wrestler. He's going to be... Dude, what he knows at 18? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. This kid's future is endless. But he's going to go up against AEW superstar Marco Stunt. That'll be a really good match. In the Battle of the Ages... (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I had to say it that way. In the Battle of the Ages... Grim Reefer. Northeast wrestling legend. He is a Northeast... Legend. Mm-hmm. He has wrestled everywhere in the Northeast. He's been around for a long time. Uh, you gotta love the Grim Reaper on some level. Mm-hmm. We'll be going one on one with two Cole Scorpio. I'm not super excited for this match, but you know what? They're both legends. I can't wait to just say hi. It's a good. I, I, I want to see him in the building. Is what I'm saying.
1: It's a good nostalgia match for anybody that watches wrestling in the Northeast. I, I'm with you on that. Like that one's not r- really sizzle match for me, but I can respect it for what it is.
0: I am shocked by this. The match I'm about to name next, and I'm gonna, this is coming, you can see right from Mm -hmm. GCW was supposed to be the main event of night two. And it looks like they've moved it it to night one. So now I'm listing it because it's listed, but there's a chance it's on night two. But I hope it's on night one because for the GCW Ultra Violent Championship, which means it'll be a death match, your champion, Alex Colon, will be defending against Drew Parker. Rockstar, ultra-violent, deathmatch extraordinaire, Drew Parker, makes his return. He's from Australia. Makes yeah. his return to the United States well, I know to take I, on Austin. I thought this was the main event of night two. That it's listed at night one at this point. Now, so when we're reporting this, I'm just saying in case they somehow botched it, somebody moved something on accident, this might still be on night two. But I'm excited if I get to see Drew Parker live. Drew Parker versus Cologne
1: is going to be a ultra-violent masterpiece. I can't even wrap my head around that. The, like, In the, the fact, that if they move that to night one, which, like you talked about, that was supposed to be main event night two. Mm-hmm. If that's the co-main... Because I, I would assume that's a co-main for night oh, one. Oh, absolutely.
0: Or they could open the show with it. I mean, me if you want to spread out the death matches, yeah. But still, it's going to be... But ...one still, of the biggest matches on the card. Holy smokes, man. That's going to take it to a whole other fucking level, man.
1: Yeah, because
0: the bar will be set so high after that. Ooh, well... There's only one thing left There's the main event of night one We know this is the main event Because it's for the GCW World Heavyweight Championship And this ladies and gentlemen Will be a death match (laughs) This is guaranteed It is a death match And the man Representing National Park New Jersey Let him know Representing Eastern Black All his homies in the motherfucking cell Representing The hate club R.I.P. Big Nate hatred. R.I.P. His brother Justice Payne, representing that murder, death, kill gang worldwide. Oh. Now you gotta give it a second. I know. I, I'm, I'm the motherfucking. He is the he is M.D.K. All fucking day. He is the man, the, the king. king, the god, god of this, this shit. shit. Your GCW world's heavyweight champion, Nick fucking Gage, and his challenger. Matt Cardona, a.k.a. Zack Ryder. Deathmatch. And this has been one of the best built storylines in all of pro wrestling, and it's an independent wrestling. So let's backtrack just a hair,
1: if we can. The power of Twitter is sometimes you put out stuff, and you never know when that energy is going to go. And I believe Mr. Cardona said he wanted a deathmatch. And then he wanted one with Nick Cage. And be careful what you wish for because Mr. Gage has decided to accept your request. And then we've had the kind of slow build with John Moxley teasing coming for Nick Gage. They've had a couple altercations and then at one GCW event there was a masked gentleman that came out, did the Moxley, you know, Axl Rose slide as I call it mm-hmm. and then hits the paradigm shift on Nick Gage and lo and behold it turned out to be Matt Cardona. The back-and-forth build for this has been epic. Hell, we've even gotten PBR in the mix. Yes. PBR is involved. Natty Light and PBR. This has been such a tremendous build that this is already a match of the year candidate and it hasn't already happened. I'm sorry. This is up there for the amazing job that Gage and Cardona have done to build this. And I'm telling you what... Nick Gage is going to go completely bananas in this match. I agree. And I see him retaining unless there's some wild ass shenanigans that goes down, but uh, he is going to definitely welcome Mac Cardona to the deathmatch world in the worst possible way, and I cannot wait to watch.
0: Well, that does it for night one of GCW. So that's Saturday, the 24th. So Sunday the 25th. Let's start off with 12 p.m. At noon, H2O Wrestling's Hustle Palooza, 2021 is being taped to be streamed later on on IWTV. It's not showing live on IWTV, but independentwrestling.tv is a great place to go to get all sorts of independent companies, including H2O, which all their shows go on there, mm-hmm. AIW, which all of their shows go on there, live streaming, usually live streaming, but if not by ta- tape delayed. And so many more companies, tons of companies, freelance wrestling, paradigm wrestling, uh, you know, black label, everything. A lot of two great companies are on IWTV. So for $10 a month, you can find every, any wrestling promotion you can find, you'll find one for you. I -hmm. guarantee it. So this match will be streamed. This fight will be streamed on IWTV at a later date. It does not say the date yet. Although if you are looking to go to it, if you're in the Atlantic city area, it's $20 GA. That's the only way to get tickets. Everything's GA and it's tickets. Can't go wrong with that, though. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. In a number one contenders match for the uh, H20 Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship, and I'm assuming that would make this a death match. It's a four-way match. Jeff Cannonball versus Declan Grant versus low-life Louis Ramos versus Cade Lothbrook. All right. Next up, we got some young guys, Marcus Mathers and Billy Starks, and they'll be taking on other young guys, Dylan McKay and Steve Sanders. Okay. Austin Luke will be challenging Tony Deppen.
1: Deppen. What can you say about him?
0: We got a six-pack challenge for the H2O Hybrid Championship. Your hybrid champion member of 440, Gregory Iron, defending against Mike Quest, Lucky 13, Brandon Kirk, Reed Walker, and Ryan Redfield. That's going to be a fun match. For the H2O Tag Team Championships, your tag team champions representing 440, the young studs, Bobby Beverly and Eric Ryan, taking on Jimmy Lyon and Mickey Knuckles. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. For the H2O Danny Havoc Hardcore Championship match, which I'm assuming will be a death match, mm-hmm. Kennedy Copeland will be challenging 4 4 own Danny Havoc Hardcore Memorial Champion, Atticus Koger.
1: Koger for the win on that one.
0: And in the main event of the evening for the H2O Championship in a casket match, Ricky St. Page, RSP, will be defending the H2O Championship against... G. Raver.
1: That is going to be a freaking insane match. And You're telling me. Ultra violent as fuck.
0: You're telling me. And we got one more event, man.
1: Yeah, we still got night two.
0: Sunday, July 25th, GCW Homecoming Part 2, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fight.tv. You can get the bundle or buy it solo. We don't have all the matches for this listed yet, but we do know Penelope Ford will be in the house in wrestling which is weird when I found that out. That was just announced today. Okay. I'm assuming Alley Catch, but that doesn't mean anything. Second gear crew, Matt Warner and Matthew Justice will be taking on Dante Leone and Ninja Mac. That'll
1: be a great match. Second, second gear crew is awesome.
0: Jack Cartwheel will be taking on Jordan Oliver.
1: Ooh. Ooh, that is going to be a fine, fine, fine match.
0: The Dirty Daddy, Chris Dickinson, will be going one-on-one with Cesar Bonani. Bonani? Bonani? Oh, from um, AEW. Okay. All right.
1: That'll be a good match.
0: Calvin Tankman. Remember Calvin Tankman? Big Calvin Tankman? Oh, my God, yeah. He's going to be put to a test because when you talk about wrestling a legend, he's taking on the one and only Ruckus. Oh, okay. Ruckus is there. Let's go. Blackout into his house. Starboard Charlie is going to need to get a, a shot to make an impact in wrestling, and not because he's facing anybody from impact, but because he's facing the Ring of Honor pure champion Jonathan Gresham.
1: That is going to be a real test for him, and I tell you what, that could be a sleeper match on this card.
0: Now, if the main event is not the I mean maybe there's some reason why because Parker might not have been able to wrestle on Sunday, you never know. Mm-hmm. But if the main event is, it might be that death match. If not, the main event is going to be a match that they've been setting up for, and that is Atticus Coger goes one-on-one with the bad boy, Joey Janela.
1: Listen, for anybody that wonders about the hype of buying Joey Janela, if you're only watching AEW, he is a legend in GCW and the Indies, and you're going to see what all the hype is about, and him and Koger are going to tear the house down.
0: Absolutely, man. That all goes down this weekend. So remember, we just not only did we just preview GCW for you and JCW and H2O, but we gave you some really great options to watch independent pro wrestling if you're looking for good uh, wrestling companies. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have Fight.TV, and you you have to pay a lot of times. There is some free content on there. Yeah, You can watch ROH's TV show. It'll be later, but you can watch it for free. There's a lot of other free companies that you can watch there, but there's a lot of paying. But you know what? If you find a company you like, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I don't complain at all about paying for GCW. Secondly, you have independentwrestling.tv. You have an app for that on pretty much every streaming device. And you know what's cool about that? You pay one price a month, 9.99. You get live streams every weekend, there's live streams even on the weekdays sometimes there's live streams. And then you have catalogs of things. You can go back and I love, you know, I love absolute intense wrestling, mm-hmm. AIW out of Cleveland, Ohio. You can watch their live stuff when it's up live, but uh, you can also watch like older stuff with Johnny Gargano. Johnny, that's where Johnny Gargano came from. Mhm. And there are a lot of people have come out of AIW, so it's a great place to watch. Also, IWA Mid-South, you know, I, I kind of, I like to shit on Ian Rotten, but it's a great promotion. Mm-hmm. And I just watched the greatest, it's on there, the greatest tournament ever held in independent wrestling, the Ted Petty Invitational 2004.
1: I know you mentioned that a few times.
0: I need you to watch that. It's two nights. You don't have to consume it all at once. Mm-hmm. But if you want to see a great tournament, that's it. It has everybody who's everybody in wrestling in it. CM Punk, Nigel McGuinness, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Damn. And the list goes on and on. Chris Hero, mm-hmm. I could keep listening, guys. The 16-man tournament, got to see it. I, I suggest if you get it's worth the just paying for a month just to watch those two nights. Not to mention everything else. And you can find other great up-and-coming shows. H2O is on there all the time as well. And the H2O show from this weekend will be airing on independentwrestling.tv at a later date. I don't know when, but a later date. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it will be in the next week. Yeah. Maybe there's something with them being butthurt about GCW that they won't play it live. They'll, they're will they putting on delay maybe a day or two just because of that.
1: Well, you don't want to overshadow the events. I mean, I could kind of understand that.
0: Well, I mean, they're also butthurt about GCW.
1: Well, yeah, that's
0: We all know. There's a lawsuit even.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
0: So there's plenty of great ways to find independent wrestling, of course, staying near and dear to you. Because like I said, we talk about the X and Excite Wrestling all the time here. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So that brings us to my final thought. So... Uh, I don't want to take too long, but I definitely want to get your opinion on this. This is why I'm bringing it up. Okay. So, like you know, we talked a lot about people and their thoughts on different things and, you know, the Jeff Hardy situation and stuff earlier. I feel like there's two things going on now. You hear us talk about toxicity, but there's two things going on right now, and I don't particularly like either one. There's people being real toxic and stuff. That's on one hand. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked ad nauseum about that. Guys can figure that out, especially Twitter. But then there's a backlash on the other side where it's people who are like... Oh well, we should just like everything, and there shouldn't be an opinion, and and you know you should just be happy that the WWE is there and AEW is there, and everything is good. But they'll criticize other things. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hypocritical, but oh, it's, it's kind of this. Yeah. It's kind of this like weird moment in wrestling and fandoms. And here's the thing: be a fan of whatever you want. I've said it before. I hope everybody succeeds. I said it on air this weekend. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody succeeds. I hope AEW does great. Has sells out shows. Does great numbers. I hope WWE does great sells out shows does great numbers hope NXT does well sells out shows does great numbers I hope every independent wrestling promotion on this planet does well so you know sells as many tickets as they can and has great shows mm-hmm. hopefully getting them out to masses using the internet I really do I yeah, hope Impact, no. Ring of Honor, New Japan everybody I hope everybody does well mm-hmm. I'm a wrestling fan I love wrestling I consume a shit ton of wrestling ask my wife ask Ken M. yeah it's true I worked in the wrestling business. I've grown up loving wrestling. That's why I have useless trivia in my head about every fucking thing. Because that's how I've dedicated myself to watching wrestling. That doesn't mean I like everything I've seen. But I just hope for overall being good. This past weekend, I saw Money in the Bank and anniversary and I was happy with both. Mm-hmm. Did they both, were they both perfect? No, we just talked about them. Right. But is it wrong for me to voice that opinion? Is it wrong for you to voice that opinion? Absolutely not. Is it wrong for you on the internet to voice that opinion? Absolutely not. Now, don't be toxic about it and be assholes, because that's just stupid. That makes you seem like you hate wrestling. But you can't just be like, everything's great, nothing's wrong. Because that's what allows the toxic motherfuckers to get in your shit. Mm -hmm. Because you go, everything's great, and put it out there, and they jump right in your ass. And right now, there's nobody more toxic than AEW fans facts on twitter that's just facts i don't give a fuck what they say about being under attack by WWE fans you are that's fine i get it i'm not saying they're innocent but man you say one bad thing about aew and they try to come after you one bad thing i was told this week i was way too hard on all elite wrestling i was told that 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 obviously am a wwe homer because i'm way too hard on them I was like, no, 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 actually no, but I'm going to call it what it is. I'm not going to pretend shit is nice and clear. And then what they were talking about is they had heard the live stream mm-hmm. and they had heard me discuss my shots at w- or AEW and their moral high ground that they try to possess and their fans try to possess. You know, the Pride Month stuff where they then only gave 20% of their actual AEW shirt to Pride Month,
2: mm-hmm.
0: where in that time period, they didn't focus on any. Of their LGBTQ plus community that works for them. Because mm-hmm. I ain't seen Sonny Kiss on television in a long time.
1: Yeah, not in Dynamite.
0: Although he's super fucking talented.
1: Mm, of oh, Facts.
0: Just like Joey Janela. Whatever. Then, Big Swall going hard. And I made a comment about Big Swall going hard. Proud black athlete. She's very good. Mm-hmm. She should be proud. Absolutely. But when you're going at the other company... That features a black WWE champion and another black man challenge for that belt on Sunday when you were making your comments. And on the other channel or on the other, sorry, the other show for them, SmackDown, you have a person of color as your Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the end all be all, and I'm not saying that there's a lot of sins in the past from WWE. either. It's, oh yeah, 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 but. But currently, who is the person of color or or, or of champion in, in AEW? don't worry I'll wait as a matter of fact who is in the top five of the rankings That is a person of color period where's big small she's lost one match this year by the way one match but we don't ever see her on fucking dynamite you know how I know this Cause I watched dark she was on dark hmm typing in the, the rankings yeah I'm
1: typing in for rankings
0: the closest you're going to get is possibly if Scorpio, Sky and Ethan Page are ranking for the tag titles. but Neither of them is ranking for a singles belt.
1: All right. As of Wednesday, July 14th. Okay. So let's see where the click is here.
0: I think you got it. All I think right. you might have got it. There you go. So.
1: Okay. So... Kenny Omega, 6-0. Miro, 9-0 as the respective champions. Hangman on page, 11-1. Orange Cassidy is at 2, 11-1-1. Jungle Boy, 11-2 at 3. Darby, 4-2. Ethan Page, 9-1.
0: Mind you, uh, the guy who's only lost two times in his entire AEW run, MJF, is in the top
1: five. Yeah. Women's ranking. Britt Baker, 11-1. Nyla Rose, 6-2. Ty Conte? She's Brazilian. Yep. So she counts. No, I was just trying to read because the font is very small here. There we She's go. She's nineteen and three. Nineteen and three. Thunder Rosa, eighteen and two. Chris Satlander, ten and, 0. and Hiroko And eight and one. So
0: very diverse in their women's division. I'll give them that.
1: Yep. Tags, Bucks, nine and one. The varsity blondes, six and four. Sixteen and four. Or sixteen and four, rather. Uh the acclaimed oh, okay, there 14 you go. and three at number two. Uh, Kingston and Penta five and one at three. Private party number four at seven and one. And the FTR is five, five and oh.
0: By the way, the FTR has only lost to the fucking young bucks. But yet, yeah, you know, you know, that's why they were brought over was to get buried after. That's right, I'm being a dickhead about it. Okay, so anyways. So but in the singles competition. I mean, you gotta pick your shots. Big yeah. Swalls only lost three matches. Why isn't she in the top fucking five? Oh, anyways, absolutely. Continuing on. And she also has a victory over Britt Baker. The champion, mm-hmm. but when I point these things out, it's just because it's irritating to hear that moral high ground. It's not there. But here's the problem: nobody would talk about that shit if people weren't if people from that company weren't putting it out there and their fans weren't running with it without doing their homework.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just saying. So what I'm asking, once again, is for us to stop the shit. Does it really matter if you're going hard for AEW? go hard for a w who cares, but what's happening on the other channel If you're going hard for NXT go hard for NXT who cares what's happening on any other channel If you're going hard for WWE go hard for and it goes on and on and on and on right I Personally want all of them to do. Well is raw doing it. No, that's why I don't fucking watch it <laughs> But if it ever got better, I'd be back in Do I watch NXT? Yep. Do I watch AEW? yep? Do I watch SmackDown when I can catch it? Yep, do I watch GCW on a religious basis? Yep. New Act. Japan on a religious basis? Mm-hmm. Yep. Impact, I try to sprinkle in a little more even though their television program kind of sucks usually, but their pay-per-views are usually alright. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, I've gotten back into lately. Like so I'm just throwing it out there and then don't get me started on older and newer independent wrestling companies on iwtv cuz I'm I'll be here all day. Yeah. My problem is is we got to stop going past this bullshit and then you and nobody's infallible. If you want to give an opinion, as long as you're not being disrespectful, be respectful and give your honest opinion. If you think something sucks, you just think it fucking sucks. That doesn't mean you hate the person that did it. Just because I think that somebody's put in a shitty position doesn't mean I hate them. Just like I said, I don't hate Kenny Omega. I, prefer, I actually like Kenny Omega as a pro wrestler. However, I hate the fact that he has to win strong every match. It's boring. I used to like the Young Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> They're losing me. But I still respect them. Doesn't mean I don't. Although I hate the fact that they brought in the FTR to just beat them and bury them. Because maybe they're not. Maybe the Young Bucks aren't the best tag team. Maybe FTR is. Best way to make sure you can ensure that is to <laughs> job them out and fucking, move on. Because how often have we seen the FTR? Obviously, only five times this year. Yep. So they lost the battles of the Bucks when I've and we've seen them five times in tag action. That is sad. And what? Three of them were against Jungle Express. Yeah, that is sad, though. That is fucking or sad. Jurassic Express. When you're considered to be one of the best tag teams in the world.
1: Yeah, because they had that great storyline going in the beginning of the year. So I know they faced each other at least twice.
0: Do I like the fact that Goldberg's back and looks like he's going to get a tasha? Fuck no. But it is what it is. I'm not going to go out there and be like I hate everybody.
1: Well, that's the whole point about it. It's like you can be a fan and be respectful, but it's like when you're going verb just to go attack and for what? I don't understand the love affair with we call you the clue, the kool-aid drinkers because first people that are so blind and are like living and dying for AEW like listen it's one thing to be a passionate fan is another thing to be a complete asshole and attack other fans because they say something negative about the product if it's something if it was a bad match you're allowed to say it's a bad match you can't sit there well WWE you know you just like WWE and you hate us no what the hell are you talking about that is the thing I, I agree with Rich about. It's like you can't make those statements and be so diehard for for what. Like I just I don't get that kind of mentality where you have to get online and think that you're some Twitter tough person and just go at somebody and bully them. But yet when the shoe is on the other foot, you're running offline
0: absolutely so there's that and then there's the other side of that like people who don't think you can have the right to give an opinion on something you can give an opinion there's a difference between being toxic and giving an opinion i give an opinion every week but i don't think i'm toxic why because i want things to succeed i give an opinion because maybe somebody would hear me and go oh man maybe we should try something different Mm -hmm. or maybe we should just keep on this path or I give some a unique view of the business from the business end of things, and hopefully that'll help you understand why certain decisions are made that maybe we don't like, but, oh, at least I understand them. So now it's a lot easy, less, less likely to hate them and be toxic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of things. I just think the dichotomy is off. I think we all just need to love what we love. If you don't love what you're watching, don't watch it. You'll be happier if you don't. And if you're looking for something to love, there's plenty of options out there on the Internet. Facts. We just gave you a whole bunch going down this weekend. And I hope you check some of it out because it's going to be real good action. With that being said, Ken M, we're coming to the end of the close, and uh, I know the uh, ODPH Society is listening, but for all of those who are not listening on the ODPH network of podcasting, uh, how can they get a hold of yourself, Padawan Jay, and Coach Duffy?
1: Simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Join the conversation on all our social media links. Check out the blogs and parlay points. Check out the Tee Public store. All of that and so much more. ODPHpodcast.com.
0: And of course, if you're listening anywhere else and you want to know how to find a 350 Earth podcast, including our flagship show, you can do that at anywhere you get... Great podcast by searching Three Fat Nerds. Also, go to 8122productions.com. You can stream it right from there. You can also find out about Horror Zone 607, about this show, the wrestling show, about the Twitch channel, about the Patreon, about Friends of the Show, about everything we got going on. 8122productions.com is your one stop shop. If you're trying to find us on social, I always say it, Three Fat Nerds Pod, and just throw an at in front of it if you have to, and that's where we're at. You're going to want to do that for this weekend because I'll be doing a lot of stuff for GCW while I'm in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And last but certainly not least, if you would like to support the show monetarily, go ahead and do so at patreon.com slash 8122productions. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus content and you help support everything we do here, whether it be this streaming adventure we have, which we have a lot planned out. I did hear the ODPH show. We are going to be doing some D&D stuff. Yes. Or uh, I should say RPG stuff, because I do believe one of the things we're trying to put together in the next month or so, probably not until the fall, because we all have busy summer schedules, probably maybe before we actually go to... uh, 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 Comic-Con Ron had gotten a set of uh, stuff he got uh, from Kickstarter Okay, and it's like uh, one of them is a superhero story. I thought of you yes one of them's horror and one of them I can't remember what the third one is, but there's three different ones They're not part of the D&D world, but you use fifth edition which he would teach us There's already built characters, so we don't have to worry about building them and you run through the thing So I thought that would be kind of cool to do as a one-shots for uh, D&D stuff. I'm done for it. So uh, we'll probably make sure we have that up. But I did hear you on the ODPH, so I'm letting you know. And the ODPH Society know if you're listening to this. That will be coming to twitch.tv slash Podcast. There's those three. And maybe we'll even do a regular game that we have over time, like once a month or something. Who knows? Maybe that will be something we do in the future. But uh, we'll see how it goes for the first one. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we have movie nights coming up. Yep. We got UFC pay-per-view, live reactions, commentary coming up all the time on 6 podcast 7 podcasts on Twitch.tv. We've got wrestling pay-per-views and so much more, of course, the wrestling show each and every week.
1: Got a lot of stuff So You got to drop that follow, drop that sub, let your
0: friends know, let your friends' friends know. Some good shit, man. We got a lot of stuff going on. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you liked our opinions. If you didn't, you can you can have that conversation. Well, just keep it not toxic because uh, then I won't interact with you at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Make sure that you're, you know, not not overtaking yours, though. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you can take care of yourself. Take care of each other. You're about to hear second suitor as they play one-winged angel to play us out like they do each and every week. But for myself, for Ken M, to have a great week, and later, wrestling
2: fans!
3: I'm hard. Top ropes